What's up, podcast world? It's your boy, Big G, and I'm back for a brand new episode of See It Again for the first time. This week, we're going to be doing First Blood. Yes, that's right. Your boy, Sly Stallone, on the screen, First Blood. You got Last Blood coming out next week. So, hey, I thought this might be the perfect movie for us to see it again for the first time. Man, cue up that theme song. Wait, hold up. Wrong movie. Come on, cue that up right. There we go. Now, I actually don't have anybody queuing it up. I just kind of always wanted to, to say that. Sounds cool. Like I actually got like a big studio and people out here running the board for me. But in reality, I'm just like Rambo. One man show, boy. One man wrecking crew. And we gonna get it. Now, by the time First Blood hit the scene in 1982, Rocky 1 and 2 had already been released, so Sly Stallone was already a big-time action star. And actually, Rocky 3 was delayed due to the making of First Blood. Now, First Blood would end up spawning Rambo 2, Rambo 3, Rambo 4, and like we said, we got the last installment coming out next week. Now, what I didn't know, and maybe you guys didn't know, is that First Blood was actually a novel. And so the movie was an adaptation and the screenplay had been floating around for a while, but it wasn't into the brand new action star Sylvester Stallone was tabbed to the project that it was able to get green lit. And so this week I'm going to highlight one of the writers of First Blood. Nothing is over! Nothing! Yes, you guessed it. None other than your boy Sylvester Stallone. And I'm not choosing him just because it's Sylvester Stallone and, you know, and, you know, he has the star power. But the man is actually a brilliant writer. He wrote the first Rocky, won an Oscar for original screenplay. And dude had $100 left to his name when that got greenlit. And so now he takes this screenplay, which was going to run with what the story was in the novel. And that is Rambo was a psychopath, a cold-blooded killer and killed everyone in his path. And in the novel, it ends with John J. Rambo and Sheriff Will Tiesel fatally wounding each other. And then your man, General Troutman, comes in and puts Rambo down with a kill shot to the head. Now, that may sound like, uh, <laughs> like a live movie now, but 1982, I'm not too sure that would have went over well. And of course, if Rambo is dead in the end of First Blood, we don't have the Rambo franchise that we have now. We don't get Rambo 2, Rambo 3, Rambo 4, and Last Blood that's coming out next week. And even if some of you guys didn't like those other Rambos, <laughs> uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Sylvester Stallone for understanding and knowing what his audience wants and changing that screenplay up. Because quite frankly, I do not believe it would be the box office smash that it was. So not bad for a man that when he was in high school was voted most likely to end up in an electric chair. Yes, you heard me right. Most likely to end up in an electric chair. <laughs> Apparently, he was expelled from 14 schools during high school. So he was a bit of a troublemaker. A little bit like the character in First Blood. Now, Stallone changes that character, like I said, from 
a psychopath to more of that of a sympathetic character who was pushed and pushed and backed into a corner. And I think we all can relate to being backed up and pushed into a corner and feel like the only thing we can do is fight. And so that is what made the movie successful. Now, one last thing to highlight the writer, that famous snarl, hey, yo, you know, the slurred speech, Adrian, the, that, that Sly Stone is actually famous for. Well, maybe you knew. I didn't. It was due to an accident that happened while he was being born. So when the man was being pulled from his mother's womb, the forceps pinched his face and his neck, causing the iconic Stallone slur. That's a trip, yo. But I will say this. Caught up in the hood without a, without a positive male role model to look up to. Message. All you boys and girls out there, young and old, that's listening right now, be you. Okay, be true to yourself, accept who you are, how you were made. No one else can be you and no one can be you better than you can be you. And when you do that, success is within you. You've already obtained it by simply just being your unique self. And in 1982, First Blood was the best that it could be. And it topped the box office as number one for three straight weeks and set the record for movies released in October at that time. This was despite the movie receiving many mixed reviews. A lot of people felt like the movie was unbelievable. I mean, it is a Stallone movie, and we know that's the hallmark of a Stallone movie. There's gonna probably be some absurd action in it. But what's funny is that First Blood is probably the most believable movie he's ever done. And it wouldn't be until later, in retrospect, you know, hindsight is 2020. Critics decided the audience was right. I'll read one of the reviews because First Blood ended up being voted one of the best movies of 1982. So here are a few reviews in retrospect, because I think the critics saw it again for the first time. In 2000, film critic Almor Hafadesin, Hafadesin, yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna mess that name up, so not even gonna edit that out. Noted that Stallone's training in survival skills and hand-to-hand combat gave the film a raw and authentic edge that excited the audiences of the time. Another critic called the film a tense and effective piece of filmmaking. He noted that the film's darker tone, somber subtext, and non-exploitive violence allowed the viewer to enjoy the film not only as an action thriller, but as something with a degree of intelligence and substance. Well, people, that last part right there, pretty good reason why we should see it again for the first time. Now, before I give you the three things for you to look for so that you can see it again for the first time, I want you to submerse yourself into this movie. This movie is very gritty. The cinematography is amazing. The movie was shot in Canada because the backdrop for the film was supposed to be a small town in Washington state a few hundred miles north of Oregon. And I believe they did an amazing job representing the Pacific Northwest. I mean, in this movie from beginning to end, you can almost feel and smell that crisp, fresh air. The green trees and the lakes. I mean, the sounds of the forest. Trust me, if you allow yourself, you can be immersed in this film from beginning to end. Allow yourself to do this, please. This is a part of watching movies and engaging with them. Enjoy all of your senses while you're watching them. And once you do that, you will be ready to see it again for the first time. Now, here's the three things I want you to look for. You've submerged yourself into the movie. Now, this movie 
make no mistake about it, is about conflict. And I want you to notice, first of all, what starts the conflict and what continues to fuel the conflict? The ego. The ego is the reason this conflict starts. It's the reason that it continues to spiral completely out of control. And it's not until John J. Rambo lets go of his ego does this conflict end and we're able to get to the root of the problem. Second, I want you to notice what actually fuels the conflict. Now, in order to have fire, you got to have fuel and the fuel that allows this fire to continue to burn. I'm just going to call them the three P's perspective, power and prejudices is and prejudice. Yeah. Our prejudices is I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those three things is what fuels this fire. And I want you to notice them from beginning to end. These three things typically will dictate to us how we see people and ultimately how we treat them. And power in itself isn't a bad thing, right? But it all depends on who holds that power and how they decide to wield it. And perception is everything, right? We can both look at something and see it completely different. I mean, hey, I'm trying to change your perception right now so that you can see it again for the first time. So these three things, the three P's, fuels the ego, which fuels the conflict. And the last thing is what I actually believe makes the movie a timeless piece and why critics can go back in 2000 and watch it again and see it differently is from beginning to end. There are so many layers in this movie, so many depths of social issues. Now, in 1982, they weren't on the forefront of everyone's mind in society at that time, but they are now. And so when you watch this movie, I want you to notice them. Some of the ones that I noticed was classism, mental health issues, media spin, bullying, police brutality, and many more. It's all there from the opening scene to the closing scene. Now, I'm not going to discuss these issues on the show. That's not what it's about. But what you can do is you can check me out on Flick Chat. It's a new app. You can download it in the Play Store or whatever the iTunes Store or Google Play, whatever you got. Go to your app store, download Flick Chat. You can also click the link in the show description below. And there we can engage. You can send me messages. You can give me feedback. You can tell me what you saw. You can give me your opinions of what you saw. We can go into detail about these things. Um, it's a great app for interaction. Like I said, you can uh, email me. We can chat live. You can send me messages live, uh, kind of like text messaging. And we can go into more depth. Maybe we can discuss and have a topic about what show, excuse me, what movie you want me to review next. And then we can see it again for the first time. Or maybe it is a TV show. I don't know. But we can have that discussion on Flick Chat. And so this concludes this week of see it again for the first time. I hope you got something meaningful out of it. I was able to see First Blood on Amazon Prime. So if you want to stream it, you can do that. Or it is an 80s movie. You can go to your local video store and walk down the aisles or go ask the video clerk. They can direct you to where First Blood is at and you can check it out that way. Why not? Like I said, it is an 80s film. Might as well enjoy a little nostalgia at the local video store. They do still have those. It's been real. It's your boy, Big G, and you can always listen to me wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate you guys. Again, check me out on Flick Chat. We can get to know each other better. I would love to get to know my audience and I will be back. So 
go ahead. Cue that music up. Oh, wait, I told you guys already that I don't really have anybody running the board, but I like, like to always say that. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to play the right song this time, I think, going out. You know what? Forget it. Your boy Big G is out. <laughs>